Welcome to Totally Unscripted. My name is Martin Hoxie. Uh, as ever, I'm joined by Charles Maxson. Hello, Charles. Hey, Martin. Hey, Steve. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry about that little freeze frame we had there. Well, in fact, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to check my pulse. You see what I'm doing here? I'm going to check my pulse. Yeah, so this week we thought we would feature uh, AppScript Pulse. Um, it's been going a couple of years now. So for those not familiar with it, um, AppScript Pulse is a, a website I've kind of put together September 2019 and um, aware of all the fantastic contributions to the Google AppScript community and the workspace community. I just wanted to collect them all um, uh, along with my stamps and my football cards. I wanted to click, click AppScript contributions. It was a great idea because instead of searching all these separate blogs and trying to find mm -hmm. something, there's a greater chance to just go to the polls and find it more, much more quicker, right? Yeah. yeah. I, also, I also love when the feeds come in, right? You get to see what you know what's happening and, and things you wouldn't have found or things you're looking for. And there's two great aspects. I can browse it, but also I can search it and find things quickly and you know, make headways of what's going on. So by half the community, Martin, thanks for uh, you know keeping that going. Uh, but more interestingly is you've had some great contributors over the, the yeah. time to put this together. So the content kind of drives uh, the, the popularity of the site. And uh, some some articles do super well and they really help folks get things done. And today we've got some folks that are, you know, some, some of the thought, thought, you know, thought leaders that are super popular. Quite literally the top com contributors. So we looked at the stats uh, and these, and it actually turned out to be um, a really nice range of stuff. So I think we'll bring our guests on. So we have Scott Yagi Donald. Hello, Scott. We How you doing, everyone? Also have Phil Bainbridge. Hello, Phil. Hello. And we have Romaine. Hi. Hey, Romaine. Um, so I feel like we've got the creme de la creme of uh, some, the AppScript community. I'm, I'm sure introductions aren't required, but I feel it's mandatory that mm -hmm. uh, we, we put each of our guests briefly under the spotlight just to say a bit more about themselves. So should we start with you, Scott? Do you want to just, um, for those who I can't believe have never come across you before, do you want to just say a couple of words about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, I've been... I started my website in 2017, uh, basically to solve problems for myself and make notes. And it got a little bit of popularity since then. And uh, people have been using it. I, I write uh, Google Apps Script uh, tutorials and uh, provide little solutions for people, kind of compartmentalized and Google Sheet solutions. That's great. Thanks, Scott. And um, we're, we're cramming the guests in. We've got Phil Bainbridge. Hello, Phil. Do you want to say things about yourself? Um, so I'm Phil Bainbridge. I run the Gift of Script blog. Um, it's primarily come from my place of work, the University of York. Um, so it's been a learning blog for me, really. Uh, I started it in 2018. So I've only been app scripting for three years. And it's solutions I come up with at work and just share for other people to learn from, like I've learned from, and just give access to and hope other people can make use of them. Thank you, Phil. And um, it, it's been great to kind of follow your work. Phil is also one of our regular contributors to AppScript Pulse. So 
And it's probably a good point just to pause and say, you can, you, the audience can, can become AppScript Pulse contributors as well. Uh, there's a form on the website that you can sign up. Uh, in Phil's case, I think you signed up and you're just sharing your content out through AppScript Pulse. And then finally, uh, we've got this guy called Romain. I don't think anyone's ever heard of him before. Uh, I think you're quite new to AppScript. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm here since the uh, beginning of AppScript, so uh, more than uh, 10 years ago, uh, 2010. Uh, since then, so I started uh, contributing uh, on the first uh, AppScript public forum. I started uh, sharing uh, open source scripts on the uh, very old uh, AppScript gallery, uh, which was replaced by add-ons. And I created uh, some of the most popular add-ons, uh, including uh, things like get user mail image and form publisher. And uh, now I'm still, uh, I'm not working on both products anymore, but uh, I'm still working a lot on AppScript and add-ons. Um, and uh, building new uh, Google Workspace add-ons. Um, yeah. In fact, Romain, I remember maybe it was 2011, we had a Google developer blog where you, James Farrar, and myself did a merge blog <laughs> and had mail, yeah. doc merge, and whatever else, site merge, whatever. <laughs> so that goes way back. It does. It's funny. I, and again, I always think the irony, I, I, I love the candidness of the name of your one of your original tools yet another mail merge um, <laughs> i know you also have yet another mail merge that you've actually um created an even better version called mergo and we'll talk about that in a minute but i love the fact that that enthusiasm is out there and, and the opportunity in that space is is there and you've always been able to fill it so i think that's super awesome so. i'm just going to interrupt uh martin how many posts do we do you have on the uh pulse well, uh, so over 600, and I didn't know that until Eric Quido last week did a nice um, Easter egg for us with AppScript polls. Uh, so you're Buddha. saying out of 600, these are the top three people who've sent top three posts, I should say. Last year. So, okay. uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Very nice. Uh, okay. This is kind of like the celebration. It's the awards. It's the pulses ah. um, <laughs> we need a little statue or something yeah. uh so uh nominated for uh, best blog post about uh, offline editing we have um scott donald so scott you this this has actually been an interesting show to put together because some of these posts are quite old AppScript has changed over time mm. um so your original post i think was around um clasp and vs code uh and it's something after i pinged you you said let me just <laughs> update that yeah <laughs> nothing might I... be on the spotlight to, uh, <laughs> also update do i just give an overview of, of what that post is is about yeah no worries um so for people who don't know clasp is um allows you to write google app script from your favorite editor um in my case for this tutorial is visual studio code and um and it provides a command line tool that you can grab from a NPM package. Um, it allows you to create offline. So you can uh, create a Google, a new Google app script. 
either standalone as a document or uh, or as a Google Sheet attached or um, even a uh, web app. Um, you can pull existing app scripts from the cloud um, and then edit them on your editor. You can push your uh, created Google app script from your Visual Studio code onto the server and you can make a duke or a clone. And you can um, even open up the project from the command line as well. So what, what you mentioned that something changed. What what changed? What did I force you to rewrite? <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose there was a couple of grammar issues. I uh, I found a grammar tool to help out with my English. Um, <laughs> since then, um, I added a table of contents to the top of the page um, and then changed the uh, Visual Studio code picks. Um, they had a, a format that wasn't particularly great. Um, so they're a lot clearer now. And then I added a couple more visuals because I think my readers really um, appreciate the, the visuals in there, which you can't really with formal documents have a particular process that they need to abide by. Um, I updated the Google Apps Script to the new IDE um, in the visuals as well, and a couple of minor changes for, for getting to the correct uh, location. Um, moved the types. Um, so I don't, didn't mention it early, but uh, mm. also include types Google Apps Script, which is um, a package that you add on top of visuals, uh, on top of class, but adds classes and math, um, method defi definitions. So I moved that to um, inside the Visual Studio Code chapter because uh, you should probably open that locally instead of globally. Um, I added a section on TypeScript and added some more notes for troubleshooting. So, yeah, so just, just one a or minor, two one or two just a minor refresh. <laughs> So I think one of the things to say is you you obviously wrote this post before the new script IDE has come out. So have you stuck with Clasp and VS Code as a solution or are you back in the new script editor? I, to be honest, I'm back in the new script editor more often than not. Um, so it, I mean, it, it, a lot has changed with the new editor and it's made it a lot easier to work in. Um, the only thing I usually uh, work in Clasp is if I've got a really large project and I want to do a lot of HTML editing. And if I'm building that sort of HTML boilerplate, it makes it a lot easier because I can run a live server, um, do all my editing, test it, looks great. And then I'll add in my scriptlets and uh, then I'll load it back up into um, the server. Uh, I, I guess Romain as well, since we have you here uh, and you're a long-term app script developer, are, are you pr primarily when you're developing your add-ons, are you doing those in the, the new script editor or? Are you a class VS Code user yourself? You muted. <laughs> You're muted. He's not looking at us. <laughs> You're muted. Sorry. Uh, I'm now uh, working fully via the new ID. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't, nowadays, I don't ever switch to. Uh, VS Code uh, on the desktop uh, or uh, to the old ID. Yeah. Well, I think it sounds like Charles a great win for the new script editor. I think it is. I think it is a good win. And I think you know the one of the questions I had is why is this article so popular? 
And first of all, Scott, you've done a great job really breaking it down and simplifying it. I think one of the unfortunate things, if a process is that hard, that requires great explanation, obviously there's some challenges with it. Uh, I hear from a lot of developers that are normally new to AppScript. They want to they want to stay in their own environment, right? They want to stay where they're comfortable. They want to use their own powerful tools. I think the consensus is, you know, hearing from you folks as well too, is, you know, after a while you realize the new IDE is actually nicely mm. down to it works well enough, if not perfect, and it allows you to get things done faster without any of the overhead. Um, but you mentioned HTML, Scott, right? And, and, and sometimes more complex um, projects. Is there any other reasons why you would stick with it? Or I mean, the team development or you imagine your yeah. or some of those? Um, one thing which probably leads into something uh, quite exciting we might be seeing in the new editor um, is that the version control um, did help out. Um, we we used uh, I used GitHub in class and that uh, allowed me to to keep version control. If I brought someone in to help out, then we could uh, to pull parts of it and they could work on certain bits of codes and send it to me before I uploaded. So that definitely did help. Um, but then I found the um, the Google Apps Script GitHub Assistant as a uh, Chrome plugin for um, uh, for the for the Google Apps Script IDE. And that has solved that problem for me now. And then I've also got um, Jean Remy's app script color, which uh, which allows me to have a nice, pretty dark mode in there. So I feel like a real cool coder. Um, yeah, um, two, two things about that. Um, uh, first, uh, Jean Remy was uh, one of my coworkers. Uh, so oh, if wow. you have a, a request for improvements, uh, don't hesitate to ask. <laughs> And uh, also uh, regarding the um, um, uh, GitHub, uh, AppScript GitHub Assistant, uh, the Chrome extension, um, it's, uh, so, uh, it's open source, available on GitHub. And so if, you're, uh, uh, if in your company uh, you're not sure it's possible to use a public uh, Chrome extension uh, that can uh, have access to either your app script code or uh, your uh, GitHub, uh, GitHub access. Uh, it's perfectly okay to make a copy of the extension uh, and uh, repackage it uh, for your internal use, uh, which is mm -hmm. uh, something uh, yeah people should not hesitate to do. That's a great point. That's excellent. Hey, so, so ask all of you uh, the same question, but Scott, obviously we're talking about your contribution. Uh, first, so point this question to you. Uh, what type of feedback do you get on these articles uh, that you write? I mean, specifically this topic, what do you hear? What do people uh, ask you for? Is there anything, any gotchas that you hear about or people get stumped on anything? Do they reach out and contact you? And if so, how do you handle you know, um, all, all that? Handling is fairly, fairly easy. If the if genuine, genuine inquiries versus right code for me is probably the only thing I have to weed, weed out. Um, I just ask them to give it an attempt, or if I show see some genuine intent in there, then we work together. Um, uh, because the whole thing about writing these tutorials is a learning experience. I come from an education background, so I want that, you know, forwards and backwards, so we can learn together. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, like all things, there's going to be some getches. Um, enabling the script and the API is probably uh, one, um, but I've got a fairly good visual and, and a link to that direction there that's cleared it up. Um, other little things like um, 
uh, the last version of Clasp I couldn't load. And I spent a couple of hours <laughs> trying to figure that out and uh, only to realize that maybe had I known earlier that, uh, you know, just go back a package, I wouldn't have wasted two hours. So um, another issue is with time zones. Um, if you uh, create locally, it will come up with New York. Um, so I have to change mine back to obviously an Australian version. <laughs> so, um, and that's quite important because if you're doing things with uh, time triggers or you're pushing times to, for example, Google Sheets, then that will mess that up uh, if you've set it to local. Um, and then, yeah, heaps of things. So you, uh... I know a lot of people love your writing style on your blog. I certainly do. Um, in terms of your, so, you know, we were talking about a specific piece of content that seemed to grab traction with the Pulse audience, but in terms of your, 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 your corpus, are there other particular posts on your, on your blog that um, generate a lot of traffic for you? Yeah, I mean, I really love going into the weeds and uh, and writing some detail posts on things that I feel are quite complex in my stage of learning. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the more difficult things are, the, the audience sort of reduces significantly. So my entry level stuff is uh, is quite popular, like getting the last row of a date range when you've got uh, got true false um uh column all the way on the right hand side you it is uh quite a challenge so tutorial on that was probably one of my highest ones hiding rows based on cell values in google sheets um and then uh, just a simple tool using the uh, hexadecimal standard uh, color palette for google docs and google mm. sheets that became incredibly popular too and is just a just a guide of of how to get those colors yeah, I think a lot of them become like reference articles or documentation mm -hmm. as well, too. I remember one of my favorite of yours is simply, you know, working with uh, pre-populating data into forms. And I bet you got a lot of traffic mm -hmm. on that one as yeah. well, too. So it, it's kind of interesting. Um, just, re just real quick, I, I love that, you, Martin, you flashed up the, the, the URL there. Um, I always struggle with your wonderful nickname or your, your stage name. <laughs> what, what you refer to your moniker. Um, yeah. I always love the, the the story on it, but just say it for us. I know it's a it's an interesting word for for folks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll break it down. Yagi san atade uh, means after the goat in Japanese. Um, Yagi san atade. If you want to do the Australian mumble. <laughs> <laughs> so we got another blogger here, Phil. So um, you've got your your insight, the the gift of script blog. I, I guess if these were the pulses, you you'd win. Um, the, the the price for best snippet or best <laughs> PDF automation. Um, <laughs> uh, so you you mentioned you know you you've come to Google Apps Script quite recently. Uh, would was the the blogging side come quickly as well, or were you blogging beforehand? Um, no, the blog was completely new as well for me. Really, um, the department that I joined in um, is quite a creative, a creative team, teaching and learning team, and um, a couple of people do some of the blogging themselves. I were quite active on Twitter, for instance. So I was kind of looking for a medium or a way of sharing what I was doing, what I was learning, because obviously, when you're learning something like this, you end up producing quite a lot of content. And it was just kind of just sat there in my Google Drive, and it was kind of like, well, it'd be nice if I if I could have it somewhere. It wasn't necessarily going to be as front facing as as it has turned out to be. 
Um, but um, no, it was it was new to me, and I think it was interesting being invited to this um, this as well because it made me look back at yeah. the original how things started on the blog, and it, I can see how I've changed how I've done the posts and how I've written them and the instructions and kind of trying to put the YouTube videos on to help with um, people that come along and try to engage with it. So it's um, it's been quite nice to see. It's probably an opportunity as well just to highlight a feature if viewers haven't come across Pulse before. So um, so here's the, the, the actual post that um, uh, Drumroll was second uh, in, in the Pulses. Um, and uh, when we're Posting content, we also include related content posts, and um, it looks like you're 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 into a PDF vibe, uh, <laughs> going by the algorithm here. Is is there specific content you you find yourself writing about quite often and iterating on previous posts as well? Yes. Um, so PDFs more frequent more frequently now because of the accessibility legislation that um, we need to abide by to, you know, to make things accessible for every kind of user or people wanting to access material on a device. So the PDF obviously locks that format in, uh, in place. Um, so it's something we produce a lot of um, at my place of work where we create the documents, we write them, we collaborate on them, but we then we need to share something that people can read universally and it, you know, all internet browsers can make use of a, a PDF as well as kind of free free programs as well. In terms of kind of the common tools that I do, there's a lot of stuff around um, bulk creating things. That's kind of what I tend to do because I we're on a big scale at the university. We're dealing with thousands of staff and um, students. So we need to be able to do things in the hundreds kind of things. So if you're creating folders, um, creating, creating Google Drive folders is a common one on scale, you know, a couple of hundred in one go. Um, but also creating Google Docs from a form submission. So if somebody submits a Google form and it relays that data into a, into a Google Doc. Those are the common ones and those are the ones that are unique enough. I can't ever find a universal one way of doing it. It always needs just that little bit of tailoring. And again, the comments I got on the blog are nice kind of this is great, this is really useful, but can it just do this little extra <laughs> bit or just move this bit here? So, yeah. I've never come across that myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, Phil, you, you're you another person that I, I contacted and uh, you said, nice, but it's broken now. <laughs> I did, yes. What, um, what changed? <laughs> Google. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this original post was in about 2019. And at the time, items in Google Drive could exist in more than one location. So it used to be the special pressure, um, it was at the control button on your keyboard, yeah, maybe, yeah. and a little box would change to a green move item. So you could have, in effect, what were multiple parents. So when I originally developed this script, it was taking a Google Doc that actually existed in three or four different locations and wanting to create a PDF version of it and tidy up anywhere else it may exist. Since then, or let's say within the last six months, I believe, um, Google have opted now for shortcuts, which means a, an item 
in reality only has one parent, only one place it can exist in Google Drive, but you can create shortcuts to it in other locations. So I went through the transition of here where I go through getting the parents and finding where it exists, removing it, putting it in one location. I then went to use the move to method where you could basically say, here's a PDF that I've created, put it in a particular folder. I use that because one of the tools I've got is I want to let people create these PDFs in a destination that they particularly want. But as I said, this is a learning blog for me. So more recently, I've learned a third and more efficient way of doing that now. And that is to actually create the PDF directly in the folder that you need in the first place. And oddly enough, a little bit nerdy, um, I built a tool uh, two and a half years ago. When I implemented the third and final way of learning how to do this now, I actually improved the speed of the tool by about 36%. And this was one that was saving a few hundred emails into Google Drive for freedom of information requests. Um, so yeah, Google keeps us, keeps us on our toes, I would say. <laughs> I was gonna ask about uh, Google Drive. So we have My Drive and Shared Drives. Um, what have you heard from your, well, let's say your users of preferences and what are the pros and cons of how you look at it? So from a workplace perspective where we are, shared drives is the, the number one, try to get it on there first with everything because of ownership. That is the, the, gold, the gold star with shared drives. It, it has a few limitations at the moment, which I know Google are um, hopefully going to uh, bring in some new features for, but. Ownership is a, is a tricky one in a place where you've got thousands of, of staff and students, all of which go through periods of cycles of where they'll move or leave. And with that, can items can literally disappear when the IT accounts kind of close down. But from a perspective outside of an enterprise, some people don't have access to shared drive. And it is a my driver. That's where I tend to find on the blog. So I aim for something that works with both. Primarily, I'm usually developing something or it's come from my place of work. So I focus on the shared drive aspect. But in all honesty, if it works on a shared drive, it will almost definitely work on, on my drive. Um, the difficulty we've got with things that like you can't move folders to shared drive at this current point in time. So there are still limitations with it, but it's playing catch up. But for me, I try to, I try to accommodate the best of both. I don't know if it's a, an urban legend and you, you don't have to answer this question, but is it true a um, professor at the University of York broke Google Drive with a million plus files? Yes, <laughs> it is true. And um, he got a t-shirt for doing it. Oh, wow. Um, but yes, I've, I've heard that because the team I am are, are kind of the Google gurus as well as a lot of other teaching and training. But um that was an incredible story to be told, yes. So there you go, folks. Um, <laughs> use the full app script, break Google Drive, get a free T-shirt. And um, we'll, we'll feature it in Pulse. <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you mentioned um, in the post that, you know, this solution came and you've, you've talked about it, that there's a lot of kind of real world um, kind of problems you're you're solving with your your scripts here. Are, do all your snippets come out 
that way or do you occasionally just kind of go off piste go hobby project um yes it's a mixture of both so app scripting isn't actually my full my full role or job at the university it's probably um it's about 40 or 50 percent of what i kind of do I, i'm otherwise a teacher slash trainer and second line it support but i so i do uh, consultations with staff basically so they are the staff will come to me and we're doing something really manual um is there a way we can kind of automate it and i said the best and most common example is people fill in a google form is there a way we can have it automatically mm. email x y and z and also create some google drive folders with the content for it so a lot of the stuff that i get involves that obviously involves quite a few different types of app scripting in there with creating the documents getting form data so I kind of, in some cases, break it down and create a blog post for per thing. But I've also most recently been trying to create the blog post that is the entire tool in, in right. a sense for people to be able to pick it up and use it. Um, but doing that in my day-to-day -day means I visually see what people are struggling with. So I do end up going off um, on a weekend and creating my own pet projects um which sound great and exciting at the time and then two to two and a half months later <laughs> i'm at the point where i just really want to get it out there and available but i've produced some really cool stuff that i've been i've been quite happy and excited about and they've also been quite a lot of the popular ones on the blog where i say they they are they're big they're bulk tools they're quite vanilla and they do stuff that have just come from the, what I love is the individuals I interact with who start the question with, I don't know if this is possible, <laughs> but and I'm grateful to those people because without them, I don't know if I would be in a position where I am now to have all this content and try and create it off the fly sort of thing. So there you go, folks. If you want something done in that script, contact Phil. <laughs> I don't know if this could be done, but... <laughs> <laughs> the secret code. But you mentioned you've got a couple of big projects there. Are there particular ones you're 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 very proud of? Um, one of the ones I am particularly excited and again nerdy of is um, in Google Drive. You can use the search bar at the top to search for all of the files that you own. But then you get a, a one of those infinite infinite scroll lists that you get where you keep scrolling down. And once you've got more than 50 files, it becomes unusable. So a side project I had from somebody was, I don't know if this is possible, but can I search my <laughs> Google Drive for these particular files? At the time, I didn't know the ability to do that in AppScript, that you could search Google Drive. Once I did, and I was working on that project with them, all the time, my mind was blowing up with this idea of, well, what I could get then, and to help with this shared drive, my drive kind of ownership thing, could I get something that takes all of your content and puts it into a Google Sheet with the file name, the link, when it was last updated, and where it exists? And that's a tool that I, that I ended up coming up with. Um, but it also had a few learning curves for me in it um, because it also reinforced this mantra that I've read quite a few times online, and that is row by row is slow by slow. <laughs> so a lot of what I did was got a file, appended it to a Google Sheet, got a right. file, appended it to a Google Sheet. Whereas I had a colleague who's um, helped me with some mentoring in, in the team, and he kind of reinforced the idea of, well, push all the data into an empty array first, 
So you've collected it all and then pop it into the Google Sheet. And another bit of nerdy statistics for you then, I had 3,000 files on a test account that I scanned in my original methodology in 16 minutes. We applied, obviously I had to make a few changes here, but once I pushed that into an array and put it into the spreadsheet all in one go, it went from 16 minutes to 41 seconds. Um, so that was a factor of 23. Um, that just went, just went, I was even more crazy about how exciting that was. And um, it is currently, I shared it with staff, it's been out for two and a half months and it scanned almost half a million files at this point in time because um, I put a bit of a metric counter in it as well. So um, that's, that's the one I'm most proud of. That's awesome. I think what we're concluding here is University of York have lots of files on Google Drive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Romain, I, Phil mentioned about automation, and I, I vaguely remember, is it true that when you were in school, did you write a paper about uh, don't hate but automate? Did I get that right? <laughs> <laughs> that's true, yes. Um, I, yeah, that's stuck with me, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I when I started with AppScript, uh, I was uh, still in school, uh, and uh, I uh, use my uh, yeah first uh, project uh, student and uh, uh, jobs project uh, to uh, discover that yes, a lot of things could be uh, automated uh, with uh, with AppScript, and uh, actually the uh, a product manager, uh, actually product manager of the time, uh, Sarab Gupta, um, had a, a presentation uh, uh, saying something pretty similar, uh, mm. don't hate automate. And so I reused that ID and uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably a, a nice segue into the post um, that you've done. So this was uh, yeah. uh, fanfare the top contribution we had last year on AppScript Pulse. And um, it's automating a game. So um, for those unfamiliar with this particular post, uh, I'm sure everyone has come across, if you have children, double or the spot game. Um, so this is a card game where there are different characters on, on cards and basically they're, they're mixed up and you, I'm terrible at it, but my daughter always wins. <laughs> Um, but do you want to just say a bit more about this particular post? Uh, yes. So it was um, so during the uh, first um, uh, lockdown in France um, uh, due to the COVID, uh, we we had the kids at home and uh, we uh, needed ways to entertain them uh, a bit more and we uh, we found that uh, there there were uh, versions of the uh, double spotted game uh, specific for you young children uh, so with uh, less item per cards uh, but uh, my son my son wasn't uh, a super excited by the game but he's super excited by Paw Patrol and so I thought oh uh, maybe we could uh, build another uh, double game uh, with uh, images uh, um, uh, uh, 
from Paw Patrol, so all the all the babies and so on. And uh, so when I had that idea, I said, oh, but in fact, it should be uh, quite easy to automate something uh, with that. So if I have just a bunch of images, I could uh, create, uh, I could put them all in a few slides, uh, print those slides as uh, images, uh, cut each one to make cards, and then uh, I will have my game. Uh, and uh, so based on that, I thought that it, it will be first a fun project for me, uh, and then a nice project uh, with, uh, with my son to because in fact, the, uh, so the script won't uh, play the game, but build a game for you that you can then reuse in real life because you can print it uh, to, to play with it. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so I, started, uh, I started that and uh, I thought that it was uh, yeah, a good enough idea to uh, share it uh, publicly. And so I, uh, I shared the, the code, uh, made a blog post on how to, uh, uh, to reuse the code, then the uh, developer side uh, blog post uh, on how it was built. And uh, it, yeah, a lot of people were uh, very, uh, enjoyed that a lot there. I searched and uh, there are a lot of um, uh, tools and websites to uh, build uh, specific uh, card games, but there wasn't one uh, for uh, double-like games. Uh, and I think that, in fact, uh, without the Google Slides API, which is pretty new, uh, mm -hmm. 2017, four years old now, I think. Uh, it, yeah, without an API to interact with uh, um, uh, a presentation, uh, it, uh, it will be quite hard to, to build something like that. But with mm -hmm. the API, it was super easy. Uh, this is, I can say this isn't your first kind of use of slides with uh, images. I actually am a huge fan. This is a plug of your insert icons for slides, which has mm -hmm. a couple million downloads. If you haven't seen this one, uh, folks, if you want to bring material design in or any awesome fonts, whatever, Romain built an add-on that allows you to bring them in, also bring them in the colors of the theme of the slides that you're working on. And it's a super great way of, of finding some really useful, powerful stuff. I've had that one up there forever. And, <laughs> uh, so you've, you've played in this area before. I think my question for you is you, you built it, you wanted to share it, you shared it as an add-on, but did you share it as an add-on right away? Like what made you move to an add-on or what are some of the, you know, some of the maybe challenges that you had there? Or what's the process there of making it as an add-on? So, uh, if I remember well, uh, so yeah, first it was, uh, 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 I, I tried to launch something uh, very simple. So just uh, NAP script project uh, uh, that you can uh, copy. And the fact that uh, app script projects are so easy to copy uh, mm -hmm. is also mm -hmm. uh, super nice. Um, and I started to uh, receive a lot of comments uh, from people who um, 
like because they were seeing a bunch of um, uh, code lines that uh, it was uh, frightening for them. And um, plus, uh, as I started, yes, uh, like if you if you want to uh, re, uh, to to build the game, you need a specific amount of images. Uh, and uh, because of uh, this uh, specificity, uh, I had uh, I started to have to to have to handle uh, ways to display different error messages uh, depending on the stuff uh, that uh, users uh, presented to the script. Because if uh, they presented something else than a folder with all uh, the specific amount of cards. Uh, of images, it will break. Basically, uh, yeah. Every time you are able to uh, build an add-on uh, with a unique version of your code uh, that everybody is using and that you can update at any time, uh, it's better. Uh, and uh, in fact, uh, drive add-ons uh, launched only a few months uh, before I had this, I think two months before I had this idea, mm -hmm. uh, I hadn't started to play with uh, uh, those add-ons uh, because they weren't very visible in the marketplace at the yeah. time. So I thought that uh, it will uh, not really make sense to build an add-on uh, on the marketplace if it couldn't have any visibility. Uh, then a friend of mine uh, alert, alerted me um, on the fact that uh, Google changed something and the marketplace was showing those new add-ons uh, in a way more visible way than before. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I thought, okay, so that's the perfect, uh, uh, perfect occasion uh, to try to, to build an add-on uh, using the card service and so on. And so, I uh, started to play with that and uh, with, yes, only, I think it's uh, less than a hundred lines of codes, including uh, commands, spaces, and so on. Uh, with uh, just this addition, I was able to um, uh, transform a simple script into an add-on uh, with uh, better information about uh, what to, to do, step-by-step uh, -step instruction and so on. Uh, and since then, I, yeah, it's, I launched it. Since then, 44,000 downloads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty oh. stable. Uh, mm. I haven't, uh, yeah, um, I'm not maintaining it really, uh, but it's just working. That's awesome. A hey, quick question for kind of the whole panels. I think you bring up a very interesting topic. Um, you, know, you find an idea that works. It has a mass appeal. You build it as an add-on. I think, Phil, you mentioned that you've got folks all around the university that come in and they have a, you, know, you have exactly what they want, but they want to tweak one little thing or they want to make one little change or they think that what everybody else does, the way they do it is unique. How do you manage, and Scott, you as well, how do you manage or when do you realize it's time to share this as an add-on versus share it as a code copy or, or, or something else. And how do you know when, A, it's popular enough, and B, 
it's the right thing to do for your effort. Because I love what Romaine said. You know, 100 lines of code may get you to an add-on, but you got to publish it. And then if you publish it publicly, you have to support it. <clears throat> You're supposed to. Uh, so how do you know when to add, when, when to go add-on and when not to go add-on? Um, from my perspective, it's... Um, Never. Add-ons <laughs> <laughs> add are something I've only dabbled in a while ago, and I found it quite technical, quite technical heavy on top of what I was trying to learn in Google Apps Script and get to a solution that I could provide for, for what I was doing at the job at the time. It was at uh, the trade-off was to achieve the task at hand and build it around Google Sheets um, and and keep it as, as usually a, a bound script so it stayed attached to the Google Sheet. Where possible and where there is some repetition, I aim to make um, sort of vanilla code, so code that I, I can kind of create in a, in a universal format with the view to being able to go to a script file, copy a large chunk of it out, and just need to modify a few elements to attach to it. In terms of the bigger tools that are shared out or that are made available to staff, again, at the moment, they are they're generically kind of a Google Sheet I mean, they're built with a single purpose and a principle. They go through stress testing through myself, my team, and then kind of a collection of staff. Um, so I don't kind of do new rollouts or something every six months with new things. It's kind of the tool was built to do that specific thing, and that's what it kind of does. But um, having rewatched one of your season three episodes recently about add-ons and maintaining them in an enterprise environment, it is something I do want to go back and visit now that I'm more comfortable with AppScript and the solutions that I'm producing are kind of overlapping is in the sense of I've got the technology there and the knowledge learned. Now do I need to find time to look at the add-on aspect? Do, do you know how many of your, your quote-unquote generic uh, applications that you wrote, what's the, the average user base or what's your largest user base? Like what, which one of your tools are the most popular? So one of my tools, um, which I nicknamed Project CC, was for creating calendar events. And it was allowing Zoom and Google Meet video conferencing to be added to it. So the way I controlled that one is you had to sign up to use it. So I had the individuals go through a Google form, which pushed them into a Google group, which was shared with the resources in that sense. Um, that one has ni has 93 individuals who signed up to use it and have created about 600 events in the last sort of six months for it. The other tools, I kind of, I know more about the stats now. We're trying to, I'm trying to plug metrics in a little bit more with what I do, anonymous metrics that kind of, you know, if you're scanning your files, give us an idea of how many files it's scanned. Now, obviously, I can see rough inputs per row of how many people are using it um 100 or so or something like that but i mean we're not talking we're not talking several hundred or thousands here it's a handful of staff that in the environment that i'm in i'll usually know of them or who they are as well to sort of yeah. they've got a method of getting in touch if there's a difficulty in that sense yeah scott anything to add on the topic um i've got um Got one large Google Workspace add-on project I'm working for for a client and another one in the pipeline um, that they want to make commercial in future, hopefully. Um, so that's been a quite an interesting change to the, the three free small Google Workspace add-ons I've published in the past. Um, 
when it came to those, it was more of a case of, well, this is, it's going to be more convenient in future for me to make an add-on where I can add uh, the two editor add-ons that uh, I can just add to different uh, sheets and uh, use that. Why not just publish it? I'm sure other people will find some use out of it too. Um, so one, one was just as simple as uh, creating spaces and colorizing the spaces between um, different school, uh, like university sections. Mm. Um, and another was um, the same university sections. You could split them into a new document where each section had their own uh, sheet tab as opposed to everything in the one uh, column. And uh, I know a lot of uh, uni university friends and uh, pick them up and use them um, quite a lot. And then just I played with something recently um, uh, where it was a uh, currency converter uh, where you could copy and paste uh, the currency conversion from the sidebar, keeping everything inside um, your Google workspace and, and plug it into a document, a sheet or, a, uh, or an email. Um, so simple things like that I found useful and was going to help me out. And then these sort of commercial projects are, are more uh, fulfilling the, the goals of what clients um, hope to achieve. Awesome. Speaking of commercial uh, projects, I mean, Romain, you may be the most downloaded developer in the history of add-ons. <laughs> I don't know if that's, that's accurate, but I know you're up there. Uh, what are you working on these days? What are you up to? What's your, your project du jour? So my... Uh main work uh, as of today is uh, to, to work on my uh, new uh, mail merge add-on uh, called Mergo. Uh, and uh, for something like that, for example, uh, I'm now at the 699 version of, uh, of the add-on. Uh, so, wow. <laughs> that's, and that's when you... Yeah. <laughs> when you publish um, uh, maybe up to a few new versions uh, every day, uh, well, it might be better to have a single code base uh, and everybody on the same version rather than uh, trying to uh, let people uh, make copies of a spreadsheet containing a, a boon script and things like that. Uh, plus um, the, sorry, I'm not talking about monetization, uh, but uh, mm -hmm. about uh, like uh, publishing an internal add-on for a, a big uh, organization. Uh, the fact also that you have um, everyone running on the same version means that uh, you have uh, logs and errors uh, of uh, all uh, executions uh, of the add-ons. So, it's way easier to uh, debug and improve to make sure that uh, the same uh, error uh, won't happen again. Uh, I have, if I take the uh, little uh, uh, overview area in the AppScript project, where you can see the seven-day uh, summary uh, of the execution, I had uh, more than a million executions uh, of Mergo uh, in the past seven days under wow. error rate of only 1%. Uh, <laughs> still nice. maybe too big, but uh, it's, uh, um, I've been able to achieve that uh, through a lot of uh, uh, updates, of course, and uh, huh? a lot of uh, 
automated bug reports uh, from users uh, who try, it fails, and uh, then using uh, uh, the cloud uh, cloud logger, cloud logging, I'm able to uh, track all that and improve on all that. Um, Probably leads us into, um, and I think um, a question from Rudy. So you, you've obviously mentioned you've updated Margo over 600 times. So in terms of friction, I'm guessing none. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, so if you need to add an extra authorization scope, mm. uh, you need to do again all the uh, validation process. Uh, so you have to uh, bear that in mind uh, just yeah. to, uh, yeah, maybe uh, when you work on uh, such updates, uh, try to uh, get your scope approved uh, well ahead of time before you're actually ready to uh, publish mm. the updated version to, to everyone, uh, which is also kind of difficult because uh, you have, to, yes, the um, a review process uh, asks you to show your um, a demo of your add-on with the working scope and it might be difficult to demo your test environment uh, uh, and at the same time have everybody else uh, using the uh, provision without uh, the new scope but it's totally achievable uh, and if you have questions on that don't hesitate to uh, ask on the AppScript forum, uh, I, I monitor that. Um, and, uh, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, uh, but a, apart from that, uh, when you, especially for, uh, if you still, uh, uh use the old editor add-on, uh, every time you want to publish a new version, you have to, uh, uh, open the, uh, uh, Google Cloud Console, uh, go to the uh, Marketplace SDK and change the version number uh, in that space. Uh, but if you're working on a new Google Workspace add-on, all you need is click on uh, Deploy, uh, change the deployed mm -hmm. version uh, from the AppScript editor, and that's all. We could do a whole nother show with you yeah. just on, on the life of an add-on <laughs> developer. Yeah. Uh, it would be super awesome, but I think we're close to time. Should we wanna... finish with a quick game? Sure. So, uh, as I mentioned, we got um, 600 posts in um, in AppScript Pulse. So the game is: Can you find a search term that returns no results? Ooh, no. So, uh, or is there a search term we should look at and just see what wonderful? And perhaps we can get. Um, uh, suggestions from the audience uh, from our YouTube chat. So if there's a, a particular little problem you're facing with AppScript and you're, you're just wondering if someone's tackled it before. So there's a slight delay with the uh, chat stream coming in, so we can wait for those to come in. But let me give you one. Uh, let's try to see this one. How about um, publish add-on? Okay. You may... Of uh, <laughs> this is a, I think I do recall. Students. Sarah did one, right? Yeah, um, eight results. Eight results, um, pretty good. So pretty good. we'll just wait for. Uh, so, um, and the top one is yours, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> 
What are the chances of that? That was unrehearsed. <laughs> that was unrehearsed. Uh, and then I think we've got the show that um, Phil, you were mentioned. Um, uh, possibly that was one. So we had the alternate run times um, show. So that's a, another example in there. Um, uh, we've got some official news from Google Next. So any any of our any so other... Amit, Amit just chimed in with one app script execution API. Okay, let's try that. Ooh, he may know of one off the top of his head. Let's see if that works. Let's try. It's quite an old execution API. Two results. Uh, so I think execution API is quite old. So um, Pulse started 2019. So I think execution API was um, predates that. Is that still around? Do we know? If uh now it's only the Google Apps Script API. Uh, I'm not mm -hmm. sure it's uh, known as the execution API. I still say execution API. <laughs> Just for fun, laughs, and japes. Should we look at mail merge? Try it. Let's see if anything comes how up. Many, <laughs> you won't find many there. <laughs> how, many, how many do we think? Uh, 30, 40? <laughs> 27. 14. The audience is it's kind of an in-joke mail merge um, that uh, <laughs> everyone writes a post on mail merge. Oh, look. You, it's Margo. Well, I was, cur I was curious, Rumi. Were you not tempted to name it yet another mail merge yet again or something else? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been uh, risky. But I saw a new add-on uh, on the marketplace name yet another email merge. <laughs> yeah, I, um, um, so, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, there are a lot of uh, mail merge add-on. If you uh, if you check the uh, top-rated uh, add-ons, uh, you will see that most of the top-rated add-ons are uh, mail merge add-ons. Uh, yeah. yeah, a ton of them. It's I mean, I, I, it's, it's first of all, it's amazing. You're right. There's so many of them out there because it's a key a key thing that people want to do. I also, you know, first of all, congratulations to you. I'm blown away how well received Murgo was. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't have big, you know, marketing teams pushing it out there. It's it's just the you know word of mouth. The tool works well. You've put it in a few places, and you you've been able to really you know help folks solve that kind of critical gap in in, in the product. And so so congrats to you on that. Um, but it's great to see that the folks are are interested in in looking at extensions and looking at third party tools and looking at solving problems. And you know, folks like you out there are out there you know helping people get there. Oh, uh, by the way, as Martin, you're showing uh, this specific article about the uh, free lifetime subscription for uh, EDU domains. Um, it was until the end of September, but we've extended it uh, until uh, the end of this month. And I think we will continue to extend it a bit. So if there are uh, EDU uh, admins uh, um, uh, listening, uh, don't hesitate. It's uh, <laughs> an opportunity to get a, a good add-on uh, for free for life. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wheel out the TU exclusive <laughs> ticker for that one. Um, <laughs> so you can find that on AppScript Pulse. You can um, search for mail merge, and you'll you'll you you could just Google Margo 
Um, awesome. I think it Googles quite well. I think we had a final one. So Barry Roberts, I'm just going to give a shout out because um, Barry actually uh, has um, joined the AppScript Pulse team. So as I mentioned, um, uh, it's open uh, for anyone who wants to start contributing posts. So I think Barry, I think recently, I may have just killed my website. Um, <laughs> the, uh, volume of, um, but if you go to pulse.appscript info, um, in fact, here it comes. So, yeah, just just one final thought there. When you're hopefully you're yeah you go you're 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 back up on there. Uh, you know, thanks to you, Martin, for you know founding this and spearheading it and making it available. It's a great asset for folks to learn from, to contribute to, to share, to use as a research, to use as a learning tool. I think it's awesome. And, uh, you know, many thanks to you for, for you know, starting it up and, and folks um, who have been contributing to it. Yeah, thank you for, uh, you know, really helping other folks get better or find solutions. And there's a, a response from Barry. So that that's the Google Meet attendance. Anyway, I think we're, we're having too much fun. We're yep. going to continue doing this for an, at least half an hour off the air. Um, but The after um, party. The after party. But um, before we do that, I'm just going to thank our guests, Romaine, Phil, and Scott. Thank you. Uh, you know, it, it, it is your contributions that um, have, have um, got you here. It's your contributions that make Pulse work as a website. So um and and those of the wider community so and thanks also for the people uh, tuning in uh into the the show and contributing to the the live chat so thank you for that as well charles next week back same time we will be uh we have uh tentatively confirmed if that's such a thing uh one of our our uh, largest most well-renowned uh, workspace partners who are um a household word in this space, but I'll, I'll, I'll pause uh, advertising it too strongly till we get it all synced up. But I would definitely tune in if you want to learn how one of our largest partners is able to bring projects to their customers, both large and small, using the, the core of AppScript, but also other pieces and tying it in. So I'm looking forward to that episode. But let me get it all on the calendar and then we can actually, so stay tuned to AppScript Pulse, you'll yeah. find out more or uh, you know the show's website and you'll, you'll see it as we get it all hooked up there. So yeah. Um, stay tuned for updates. Thanks again to our guests and um, happy scripting. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.